Welcome back to My Life Not Yours and wow, this is kind of a reality check because the world has gone back to normal. This week's episode is back to life, back to reality. So anybody who knows Soul to Soul, an iconic group from back in the 80s, headed up by a guy called Jazzy B. If I could get hold of this soundtrack, it would have been fitting for this. Basically, as the Omricom variant resists attacking people severely, it's still around and we are starting to head back to some semblance of normality. Also, they say, I actually just reached out to one of my friends and said, oh, how are you doing? And his whole family have come down with COVID. I do apologise for those who I said I'd never speak about it again. But the reason why I'm talking about it in this week's episode is because I think it's quite important to understand how the rest of the world is operating versus London. And my question, my only question is, how is everyone really feeling about it? When I've spoken to people throughout the week, I've got answers such as, we've just got to bloody live with it, team. We've got to bloody live with it. All this locking down and all these restrictions is not cool. I get that. I do. But there is more to it than just living with it, right? Because some people have been affected so badly. So let me just rewind slightly. London released restrictions on January the 26th. So probably just after a week or so that you're getting this podcast. And what it basically meant was we were operating in a plan B COVID type of environment and our fabulously organised government have said no masks indoor in indoor spaces. So this particularly came into play in the UK in big indoor arenas and things like that. And people can return to work because up until now, the government advised that people work from home. But I know there's a lot of people who are still not really comfortable with all of this. And I think, if I'm honest, it's those who still have vulnerable people to look after in their life. I was actually at a meeting a couple of days ago with some young people And I said to this one guy, are you okay?" Because he sort of pulled his chair back from me. He said, look, I'm still at home with a vulnerable at risk uh, person. I didn't ask who it was. So that was him. And then there was another guy who came into the meeting who wore his mask the whole time. And it really made me realise how difficult it is to make yourself understood when you've got something covering your bloody face. You know, we're in a meeting and this guy kept it on again. It wasn't my business to ask him why, but it just shows you that actually this thing is still here. I think for me, being out and about has just been a godsend and I'm sure it is for most other people as well. It's just we've been restricted living. We've been in restricted living for so bloody long now, but it still is disrupting everyday life and business because I hear of people that the whole family's got it still. And then, you know, you plan something with work that could be an event or something 
And if they're testing before bringing people together, someone goes down with bloody COVID. And I do get annoyed when people say it's just like the flu because it ain't like the flu. I've lost people to this shit and it ain't like flu. Although that being said, flu does kill. So uh, I guess we could take some similarities. But on a lighter note, the streets seem to have become a lot more busier. I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world. And I have been trying to count the number of tourists because they are and will always be the ones that drive our retail economy in the UK, without a doubt. You saw the difference when all this started and nobody was coming here. But now it's slowly changing and I'm just trying to sort of spot the ones who aren't, you know, from the UK. Like I've got nothing fucking better to do. (laughs) I'm just taking note, people. I'm just taking note. London Transport. So we've got a sort of governing body called Transport for London who are stipulating that people should still wear masks. But, you know, people are like, see you later. Not doing it. But I am because I think people have weird kind of habits anyway. And everybody's just resorted back to their horrible selfishness. Coughing without putting their hands over their mouth. Sneezing. Throwing those droplets all over the damn show. Yeah, it's not cool at all. So for me, I'm keeping my mask on. So we've got subways, as they're called in the States. They're called tubes here. I'll be honest, I try to avoid them like the plague. We've got overground trains and we've got... What else have we got? Oh, there's a few things. This is beginning to sound a bit tedious, actually. So let me just switch it up. Restaurants and drinking spots. Yeah, now we're talking. I'm actually really pleased for those um, guys in hospitality that are starting to see people come back in their establishments and eat, drink and be merry. And I am one of them. It's just nice. And to be fair, if this was summer right now in January, I think our streets would be packed. I think they'd absolutely be packed. Everything seems to have gone back to as normal as it can, apart from our UK government. Oh my God, anybody that lives here would absolutely be turning in their sleep at the moment with what we're having to go through. Just to give you a little bit, of an insight for anybody outside the UK. Healthcare officials, and you can agree with this or not, so people working in old people's homes, the medical profession, were told they had to get a vaccination by a certain date, otherwise they'd be redeployed or dismissed from their job. All right, so it's pretty drastic. And I've heard that other countries are being quite strong in terms of their vaccination rules. But over here, that's what we were saying. Guess what? There were loads of people that lost their livelihood and consequently had didn't have a job. And then just this week, the government had done a U-turn. So now, with egg on faces, they've got to look at all those people that were dismissed in the care system, healthcare system, not the care system, to try and get them back into work. And I just find it all absolutely fucking bizarre, if I'm honest with you, because I'm not about people should be having a vaccination and told it's mandatory. I just think it's it's an infringement on our human rights. I'm sure we could debate this to kingdom come, but this is my own personal opinion. And I think the travel for unvaccinated 
people comes with its own pain as well because you're already seeing that holidays are being advertised to death in the UK. Overinflated frigging prices and so forth. And you sort of see if you're vaccinated, then you can enter this country with no uh, lateral flow tests and all this kind of stuff. And then if you are vaccinated, you have a bit more freedom. I think this is playing out to be the haves and the have-nots. And it's all about money. Do I like it? No. Is it going to get worse? Yes. I'll come on to some of the other bits and pieces. I also think um, what's happening for those people that can afford to drive over here, because our petrol prices are absolutely through the roof. And pollution is now becoming a big issue again because there are more people driving. They want the comfort of their own car. And you kind of think, well, what does this mean for the environment? I actually loved it when the first lockdown happened in early 2020. Was it 2020? God, I've lost track of time. Early 2020, yes. Early 2020, April 2020, because it was so peaceful. You could hear the birds. You could hear a bloody pin drop. And there weren't boy races that I get a lot of around my way. I think it's different if you live out in the countryside. I can think of one of my listeners listeners who's got this absolutely fucking amazing house that he's built. And if you're listening, D, you know it's you. And I need an invitation there. You wouldn't get any sound of cars and shit anyway. You just get the cows mewing, meowing, <laughs> mooing even. But yeah, I kind of liked it. And people think you're a bit sadistic, Tina. And I said, actually, there were quite a few things I loved about lockdown. It made everybody just slow down. What is kind of frightening for me now, though, is the mental health issues. And particularly in our young people, we cannot forget or cannot ignore that some people have been affected really badly and their lives will never be the same again. I'm talking these young people that were just about to take exams. They suddenly had to do it in their home. The stress levels got even worse and then they couldn't mix with their friends. And teenage suicide is up in the UK massively. That is not cool at all. And I really do hope that those who were lost in the sort of bitter part of the pandemic, and there's still people dying now, that they are remembered in some way. And actually what I've been talking to a group of my athlete friends about is doing a memory walk. You may not have lost people to um, COVID, but actually during this period, funerals were online. Have you ever heard of anything so ridiculous? But funerals were online, so it's really impersonal because minimum people could go and say goodbye. And I just think there's a lot of people around me that lost people. And I feel quite sad about that. And I knew a couple of people who died. Some of them weren't necessarily close to me. And we held wakes online and got absolutely off our face, you know, remembering people. And I think that uh, I would love to do something like a memory walk. And it's bringing people together to just walk and talk. And then we just almost do a a libation type ceremony for just five minutes and remember those and say we remember you you can look up down across or sideways whatever you believe in but I will just be have them in my spirit call their name almost like you know your ancestors and say I hope you are resting lightly I hope that makes sense and that wasn't too that wasn't too out there but I I think I did really value life every day and I do 
that's a lesson for me. This is going to be a short and sweet episode because I think it is just to say, yeah, I won't be mentioning it again unless I get COVID again, of course, then I'd be just, look, I can't speak. But actually saying that, somebody did say the difference when I did have COVID back in September in 2021 and I was still recording podcasts for you, they could hear it in my voice, people. And I did mention a few times that my voice was a little bit off and I kept coughing and had to keep pausing, although you wouldn't have heard that because I edited it out. For me now, I am very aware of my neighbours and I listen to see if they're moving around. I know when my neighbour leaves for school because he's a school teacher and I'm a morning person and so it's like habitual that he will leave at quarter past seven and I should have my eyes well awake and I usually am up and about before that. But I'm such a light sleeper and I hear his comings and goings. You may say, and you're mentioning this because... I think it's just to be aware of what is going on around you. And you never know when someone is hurt or not well and they live alone. For whatever reason, just be more aware. I also think I wonder how I will feel about mass crowds again. Nothing, I suspect, because life is transparent. We've been through COVID. We'll talk about it for probably another six months and then we just all move on. That's how we are. It'd be like this apocalyptic society never even existed. And two years from now, most of us will have erased it from our memories unless you were affected by it directly. So in short, I think I was able to regroup and reflect and quickly realise that I love a slower pace of life. And that's why I think I will end up living abroad, whether it's six months in one country with hopefully a tropical climate and back here. People always take the piss out of the Caribbean saying everything takes about 10 hours to get anything done. Do you know what? I'm never going to take the piss out of my island people again because it is just too fast here. I see too many stressed people around and it's not cool. It'd be interesting to also see for those who are employed and you're not in a, what can I call it, um, a profession where you have to be in every day, like school teachers and NHS, our NHS workers, if workplaces will demand employees return to a five day week and will they continue with the hybrid model now, which I think is going to be a given. As our young people grow up, they would have seen the different ways that you can work and if If a brand, company, whatever you want to call them, do not offer this flexibility of working, they're not going to get the staff because we've become accustomed to it and have shown that we can still operate and run businesses with people working remotely. I think quality of life is so important. So if they don't offer remote, I'd be telling them to jog on if I was in an employed job. And we should all be living and not living to work. So many people do that. And I keep telling a friend of mine at the moment, please don't get too stressed. Please take time out for yourself. Life really is that short. I'm sure you gathered by now that I've been waffling on about COVID for God knows how many minutes. And it's going to be a short and sweet one because I am preparing you for a really fantastic episode in the next couple of weeks. But to finish off, back to life. Back to reality. Lessons learned from a post-pandemic era. 
I believe people were kinder when we were going through it. We actually communicated to random strangers and smiled, even if it was through a mask. You could see it in people's eyes. I love that. Walking became the new form of exercise for people. And there were thousands of us out every day, either listening to a podcast, so you could have been listening to me, or just walking and experiencing your locale that you'd never seen before. I do get out and bike ride and and walk anyway, but I must admit, not as much as what I was doing. And because I was going out with a friend, we were walking for nearly two hours at a time. It was great. I loved it. There were so many virtual drink and supper parties and this became the social norm and I fucking hated it. When a friend said to me, oh team, do you want to have dinner on Zoom? Uh, Why would I want to do that? Why do I need you to see when a pea drops out of my gob onto the plate and I completely miss my mouth? No, thank you. I just didn't get into it. But I realise this was a bit of a lifeline for people, but I, I just didn't do any of them. I think I did maybe one and uh, I, just, I just couldn't get down with it at all. I think it's because when you're sitting there on Teams or Zoom doing it for work, the last thing you want to do is sit there with some friends and and go through it. But I, I do get it. I do get how it kept people together. In the UK, there were more pets purchased than ever before. And now they're getting abandoned, which is kind of sad. And uh, I, I just find that really sad. I think I told you about my little feisty goddaughter who said, well, Auntie Tina, if you get a dog, you might get a man. Hmm. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Toyin. <laughs> Online dating disappeared into the abyss. So that really um, fucked up people who were trying to get um, a partner because there was no way of meeting somebody. It was funny when you saw people's profiles, because I have dabbled in the online world a little bit, and you saw people's profiles saying, rather meet with masks on. What is the fucking point of that? I just don't get that at all. So that's a waste of time. Obviously, loved ones passed unexpectedly and and with all the funerals and the wakes that took place online, I think this was, it really trebled the loss. And what's come to pass lately is government throwing parties during lockdown. Our government taking the absolute piss out of us and throwing parties. I ain't going to go on about it anymore. It's all over our news You only need to put Boris Bloody Johnson in Google and it will all come up. I've talked about mental health. That's still an ongoing issue. That doesn't go away overnight. But also child abuse absolutely rocketed through the roof because we forget that these kids that have an outlet by going to school to get away from their abusers couldn't get away from them. And so that was a really sad statistic. There's some shocking statistics around child abuse and loneliness rocketed too. Divorce rates, you'll be surprised to hear, increased as well. Again, these families that are held together by a staple. And what I mean by that is if you haven't been getting on with your partner and you're just riding out the the storm because you can both go out to work if you do that and then you come together in the evenings or you go out for drinks or whatever you do socially, when you're in that person's company, 24 7 all those problems got magnified hugely we know that hospitality nose died but online shopping increased so much that i've never seen so many bloody food delivery drivers and 
we've got couriers over here, a bit like in the rest of the world, the global ones like UPS. I mean, you just saw them delivering people's stuff all the time. So that was interesting. And then um, everybody became a DIY specialist, right? They decorated their house. They did the gardens. I did. I did my garden with my friend. He couldn't go out to work. It was really cool. But home decorating became a massive hobby. But now we are faced with other things in the UK. The cost of living is going through the roof. And let's not forget things like Petrolgate. We had this fucking <laughs> issue over here where oil wasn't getting to the pumps and there were queues just to get petrol in the car. I really do hope that we are going from some horrible experience to back to or normality dare I say that I say that with gritted teeth if I'm honest this was just my over and out on the Covid subject I can't wait to uh, record my next session which is going to hopefully be with a guest it could all go pear-shaped if they don't turn up but if they do it will be an insight into a disease that affects so many people. No, it's not a disease. It's a mental health problem that people don't really understand. And this person is going to be really bold and speak about it with me. And plus, she comes from a country that I've always wanted to know more about. I can't disclose any more than that. But it goes without saying, I want you to take care, take your health seriously, rate and review my podcast. And if you've missed out on any episodes, please do just rewind a little bit and have a little look and see what you would like to listen to next. Until the next time that I come beaming to you through whatever channel you listen to me on, take good care.